Hello and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. I am your host, Casey Arbenz. On Instagram, my handle is try underscore lawyer. I also have a alter ego, which is my actual name on Instagram, just Casey Arbenz, and Facebook the same. And um, I am a you know a triathlete. I am a five-time Ironman and a I've probably done. Seven or eight half Ironmans, maybe nine now, and um, I've now got three of those under five hours, which I'm pretty proud of, and in particular, the last two at age 43, on the eve of turning 44, um, have been my best two. I did a 4.45 and a 4.51 at Washington and Oceanside respectively, my last two half Ironman races, and both of those included uh, PRs on the, the half marathon, which both in the 130s, which was something I hadn't really been able to do before, and I give all the credit to the Nike Zoom Next Percent shoes, but I think also my running training has just been a lot better, more volume. Um, I, used to, I used to cap out at 64. 66, maybe 70 miles per month on my runs, and I'm not really sure why, um, but now I, I definitely get up well above 80 into the hundreds, in even more, 110, 120 miles per month, which really isn't that much uh, for real runners, but it's about right for me, and it works sort of in my general plan of my, uh, you know, triathlon training, Ironman training, which is really an hour a day during the week, maybe a couple of days where I'll do a two a day, I'll do a swim and a, a ride or swim and a run. And then, um, you know, longer stuff on the weekends, staple run is usually a two hour, hour and a half to two hour run, just usually a cruiser, um, mostly in zone two, zone one and zone two. And then a two to five hour bike ride, on Sundays and most of the year it's two, two hours. Um, but right now I'm in the off season and that's kind of what I want to talk about is the off season. And also just, you know, the fact that I've had a big year and a little bit of a year recap. I did Ironman Coeur d'Alene, which, you know, coming out of the pandemic was the reason I signed up for that race just to do a race. Um, I had been, I talked about this in the last podcast, I've been slated to do Ironman 70.3 Oceanside. Well, even backing up from there, my goal was to really do no Ironman racing um, in 2020, just do some halves. I was going to do Oceanside and Washington um, because I'd done Kona in 2019, basically two and a half months after doing uh, Ironman Canada, which is where I qualified. And I was just a little burnout. Um, and I had done, you know, Ironman Arizona eight months before that. So actually fewer than that. So basically I ended up doing three Ironmans in, in 12 months. So Arizona in, in 18, at the end of 18, 
like November of 18, then um, Canada in July of 19, and then Whistler, I mean, uh, Kona in October of 19. And so I was like, all right, 2020, I'm taking a break here. I'm not going to do another Ironman. I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'll do some halves, try to get faster on the halves. I, I, I knew I could be, I knew, I, I believed I could be um, well under five consistently with the right approach. And uh, frankly, I was looking forward to some, you know, fewer training hours. And so in uh, 2020, um, none of us got to race at all. And all the races I wanted to do were, were continually moved. And it was really frustrating. Um because, you know, I still wanted to race, even if I wasn't going to be doing full Ironmans. And so I, um, you know, like everybody took the year off and it just started Jones and for a race, a big race and, um, set Ironman Coraline. I think I actually kind of forgot that I did this. I did the legacy program, not is it the legacy program, the, or no, it's the foundation. So I paid, you know, 1400 bucks or something like that to do, um, Coeur d'Alene, which is a lot of money, but man, I wanted, I wanted to race and it seemed like the best chance for a race, given that it was in Idaho and the politics of Idaho are very different than the politics of, um, you know, your kind of average blue states and blue cities and all that. So, uh, set that race on my calendar and, uh, trained really hard, really followed the 80, 20 phase three plan on, uh, 80 20 triathlon, the Fitzgerald book and stuck to it pretty well. And, um, you know, I, 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 I believe I had a great race and, you know, along the way I got lucky and learned that they were going to give more Kona slots for that race. And so I ended up, you know, realizing I got a good chance if I can, if I could be in the sort of the mid tens, 10 hour range, um, I got a good chance at Kona and then it turned out to be a really hot day, well over hundred degrees Fahrenheit. And, I did a 10:33, which is really good. And I, the shape I was in, you know, had it been say Kona or Whistler, I think it would have been about a 10:20, maybe a 10:15. And had it been like in Arizona where I got a 10:22 in, in 2018, I think I would have been right around the 10-hour mark. That was the kind of fitness I had. And so did that, qualified for Kona. I think I was in. I can't remember if I was in 14th place or 11th place, something like that in my age group. So I got a Kona slot. I could have gotten like 25th place and still landed a Kona slot, which is a little watered down, frankly, but whatever. Going back. And uh, the interesting thing is that I, before that, was like, I think I want to do another Ironman. And so I signed up for Ironman St. George in Utah for May of 2022, thinking that would be, you know, that I wouldn't qualify for Kona and that I'd want to have one Ironman a year. So now I'm <laughs> kind of back where I started. So, um, I finished off the season with half Ironmans in Washington and Oceanside had great races, feel really good about both of those. And now I'm in the off season and I'm, kind of thinking, all right, A, let's enjoy the fact that I don't have to train right now. And that's always nice. Um, although I love training and I, I'm going to train and I did a two a day on Monday and today is Thursday. And if I wasn't going on a vacation, I'd be doing another two a day. 
Um, but I still swam this morning. I um, did a long or a hard run yesterday, and so my season, my next next year, I am doing three races as of right now, and I may add a fourth. But I'm doing Oceanside at the end of March, early April, the half Ironman, and then I'm doing. Actually, I'm doing. Geez, I'm doing. Yeah, four races, and then I'm doing um, the the, the St. George uh, Ironman that I'd signed up for in May, which now is the World Championship for 2021, and then I'm doing Kona in October, which is the 2022 World Championship, and then because I got fifth place in my age group at Washington, 70.3, I qualified for Worlds, uh, 70.3 Worlds, also back in St. George. So I've got those four races, two halves, two fulls. It's going to be a busy year. And um, so I'm trying to enjoy the month of November right now with a lot less training and just kind of enjoy the fact that I don't have to put in the long runs and the long rides and I can spend more time with my family and all that. Uh, but as it would be, you know, I was feeling really fit. And now all of a sudden, you know, even just a week or two later, I'm starting to feel kind of sluggish, a little chubby and my eating habits haven't changed. Uh, I don't think, I don't think I'm capable of change when it comes to pigging out. And so I'm still putting down, you know, big desserts and the, the big meals that I love, especially in the evening. And, uh, part of me says, man, just enjoy it, right? Like this off season is what you work so hard for. Um, and then part of me says, dude, don't, don't slow down and get fat for, you know, you're going to put on weight probably in the holidays too. So don't, don't put on 10 pounds, um, and feel miserable and all that. So plus, um, my, my plan is to get faster, right? I want to, I want to go out and I want to, I want to be right at that 10 hour mark, maybe sub 10 on, uh, both the Ironmans, especially Kona. And I want to do my halves uh, fast, as faster, faster. And so I'm kind of stealing a page from Lionel Sanders' book. Well, no book, but his his plan last year, which was kind of start out with a sort of a sprint triathlon training regiment, and then move it up to an Olympic distance, and then a half, and then a full. And I'll I'll probably skip the Olympic 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 distance. Uh, but I but I went ahead and downloaded the eighty uh, twenty plan for for sprint triathlons phase three and I'm, I'm trying to follow that sort of loosely recognizing a that I'm I'm in my off season so I'll, I'll probably lay off some of the longer stuff but B I want to do the fast stuff because I want to have uh, I want to have a little more leg speed as I get into 2022 and so um, I did a couple of speed workouts this week uh, both my runs and my cycling were were more speed oriented and they're, they're cool workouts I haven't done before and so I enjoy that that change that change in pace and um, so it's really kind of a I'm in this sort of torn position of like hey look dude chill out enjoy November you can train you know you got all your next year to train and then the competitive side of me and the slightly um, you know <laughs> what's the term uh, um, body image conscience conscious part of me that says not so much that but just I don't like feeling fat and sluggish and so anyway um 
that's what I'm doing currently, but I'm also driving right now to uh, Bandon Dunes, Oregon, as I record this podcast uh, to play some golf with my friends from high school and my brother, which is awesome. We've got two groups, eight guys. Uh, I've got a car full of bourbon and chips and <laughs> just sort of tied you over food, Coke and uh, Sprite and red solo cups and poker chips and my golf clubs. And so it's going to be one of those weekends, a true guys weekend. And uh, I'm excited about that. And, you know, it's hard to do something like this uh, when you're when you're doing Ironman training. And last weekend, my wife and I were in Atlanta, Hotlanta, at a conference. And I'm, I just want to talk about it for a minute because I'm so pleased. You know, she's, my wife is a, is a badass lawyer. She's, um, a, a, you know, she's an entrepreneur. She was an entrepreneur long before I was. And it's really in her bones, it's just her DNA. And I think, you know, she went to business school. She knew from in high school that she wanted to go to business school. She went to the University of Washington and uh, didn't get into the business school, but then worked her butt off to get into the business school. And had she not gotten a law degree, I'm sure she would have gone to business school and gotten an MBA. Uh, and she'd be working, you know, either as an entrepreneur with her own company or working, you know, at the top levels of a big company because uh, she's that kind of person. And, um, but interestingly, as I've gotten more entrepreneurial and really taken this next step when I left a previous firm that I really enjoyed working at to really bet on myself and try something totally outlandish and new and see if I could take it, you know, with my partners to this level of, you know, being one of the biggest, most powerful and influential, you know, smaller level firms in the country. It's been, um, it's been met with a, a touch of, resistance from my wife and it's funny because um, it's she acknowledges it. it's a little bit of like a com- competitiveness or you know maybe even jealousy in a, in a weird way of the fact that she's not doing it and admittedly she you know we've got kids that are six and seven and she wanted to be home with them and be around more and um, which I certainly appreciate and um, but you know it's not fair right and so I don't believe in gender roles or anything like that and I want her to do what she wants to do and I want to do what I want to do and then we'll figure out how we're going to make sure that we're still outstanding present uh, parents along the way because I believe all that stuff can be done and if I had to you know if I had to give up iron manning or you know a certain degree of involvement at work I would do it uh, to make sure that she feels like she gets to do what she wants to do and so, anyway, I would go to these conferences. I'm part of this legal group. It's called CRISP, and they are um, originally started out doing lawyer videos, and now it's kind of evolved into a full-fledged coaching and mentoring uh, program for law firms with eye towards being running the law firm like a business, which is shockingly, I think, to most people, um, not something that most law firms even try to do, much less are any good at. And, you know, we all are lawyers, we've got cases, we're busy with our cases, and there's really never enough time to, to really do the job you want to do on your cases, much less run your business like a business should be run with, a, with an eye towards, you know, bringing in top tier talent, having a great company culture, you know, being generous, growing, acquiring, taking on, you know, betting on yourself, adding more offices, advertising, marketing, all the things that companies do to get their name out and their brand and, and you know, and to grow, 
but law lawyers are especially small time lawyers like me or, or small town lawyers um, are stuck in this rut of just like hey look if I'm a good lawyer business will come and it does but it's capped right you can only take on so much business and it's such a gamble to bring on more people um, than more overhead and you know for every two lawyers you hire you got to hire another legal assistant and every three lawyers you hire you got to add a you know a, a bookkeeper or an HR person or a intake person or a uh, another you know kind of like legal assistant and so as you grow the, the headaches and the personnel issues and the needs grow and the biggest concern is the overhead right and so all of a sudden you're sitting on an overhead of 50 grand a month 100 grand a month 250 a month half a million a month as you get bigger and if the cases slow down if you have an off month and you're a couple hundred thousand dollars short of making your overhead it's stressful and so my wife's watched as my firm's dealt with this outstanding growth we're up to 12 lawyers now we've got about 26 or 27 staff members um, and I go every quarter to Atlanta to meet with my coaching group and to help get me inspired to keep continuing to focus on my work but also to help solve problems with my staff and with my team and my growth model um, and last thing you want when you're trying to do all those things is to be sort of not <laughs> really um, encouraged by your partner to do that and uh, but she was you know a little bit like a little on the fence about it all and thought I was in a cult and drinking a Kool-Aid and um, so anyway I convinced her to come to Atlanta for the what we call the Chris Game Changers Summit it was about 1100 lawyers in Atlanta last weekend and we went and it was also awesome just because we got to hang out together and all that but she it was so awesome because I just saw her that that side of her that I've always known absolutely existed and maybe it's been on the shelf for the last few years and she's been a super mom um, just got the fire got lit and now she's reading uh, the books and she signed up for a big financial investment uh, with this group but it's surely going to help take her firm to the next level and her excitement, it was just palpable. Um, and she admitted to me, uh, it was funny, she goes, I can't believe that I kind of gave you a hard time, that I was sort of jealous or not supportive of what you're doing. And I just see it now and I'm, I'm so impressed that you, you know, went all in on it. And um, so it's been really cool and it, it's kind of that same thing, right? It's, it's, we were talking about it and we were telling people about it and she and another attorney friend of ours were kind of skeptical when they showed up on on Thursday of last week and um, I was telling her and, and him like look you know this is kind of why I do triathlons is I want to be around people who want to be better who want to they don't want their headstone to just say they live their life they don't want to go to their doctor and just be put on the same normal pills that everybody else is put on um, you know I want I, I truly want to be exceptional and that's not because I want to be better than anybody it's just that we get one life and I want to live an exceptional life and my wife is the exact same type of person that I am. And going to this conference, it was like going to a triathlon. It was like going to an Ironman. You're around a bunch of people who, for no good reason, are challenging themselves to be better and bigger and you know more than they ever thought they could be, um, or at least die trying. And so um, I love that I married a triathlete. You know, my wife is a she's done a number of uh, half Ironmans. Um, she raced an Ironman in, uh, I think, 2017 in Whistler Road. It was super hot. And she absolutely crushed it. And now uh, she's got this new uh, business enthusiasm. And really, I owe it all to this.
this sort of try life, this balance, uh, this, you know, this split personality of always taking on more, saying yes to all challenges, never uh, dwelling on the negativity, always looking for the positive. And um, I'm really thankful, truly. And, uh, you know, life is, there's always gonna be ups and downs. Um, but if you focus on these positive things and you never you never stop believing that you can get better, um, you'll, you'll go far. And so that's um, what I'm realizing in this off season and it's really inspiring. And I'm gonna enjoy my golf trip here with my buddies. Um, and I'm gonna enjoy Thanksgiving, some travel. Um, but I can't wait to get fired up in December, push hard to be a fast sprint triathlete level uh, person and then uh, evolve that into half Ironman training for, for uh, Oceanside and then all in on Ironman for the World Championships in St. George and beyond. So. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening once again to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Until next time, uh, keep training hard, and we'll see you then.